Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer as a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. Amen. Well, that is my pastor, that is my father in the Lord, and uh, he has trusted me with his pulpit this morning, a great honor that I want to offer and raise even as I prepare to read the word. Hallelujah. Well, saints, I am not going to take too much of your time. If you can turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 43, the book of Isaiah 43. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, and I will read from the NIV version. It reads as follows. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. I'm reading from verse 18. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It's a question. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. That is the word of the Lord. Father, we just want to thank you for this moment. That when your word is opened, you would come forth and bring it to life. I pray for Zoe, the God kind of life to come and dwell in this place. Holy Spirit, fall down on us once again this morning. Show forth your glory, show forth your splendor and your power. Lord, anoint my lips today that I may speak only that which you have brought into my spirit and that your children, these, your people, may come to the saving knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that they will no longer be far from you but rather closer than ever before. I pray this believing by faith that you are here as God. Be God in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The title of my message this morning is God is at work. God is at work. And if Umamuvagdu can help me with interpreting, I would appreciate that very much. God is at work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This last weekend that we just came from, the Power Weekend Conference, we announced it throughout the year because it is one of our biggest conferences where men and women of God come together to share the Word of God, anointed with great power, anointed by the Holy Spirit to 
speak and release a word to the children of God at this moment. And when we come together for Power Weekend, God will say a word, speak emphatically on certain things. On this occasion, the Lord spoke to us clearly, emphatically about what God is doing in this season. In the body of Christ, in the church at large, but also the Lord spoke specifically to the local church. This church, RUCC, in Kebeha, there are words that were for the church, the body of Christ, but there was a word that was specific to us as this church. If you paid attention, you will have noticed the emphasis on various mantles. Throughout the weekend, the Lord spoke to us about mantles, spoke to us about the symbol and the power which is on the figurative cloak that is known as a mantle which is a sign of authority and assignment. When we say that you have a mantle, we say that you have been clothed. We say that you have been endowed. We say that you have been given authority and responsibility in the form of assignment. Hallelujah. Now, in case you did not understand that a mental is not reserved for certain people but that is reserved for everyone. I will make this example. If you have been into the, the mainline church, if you've been to the Methodist church or the Anglican church and so on and so forth, you will have realized that when a person graduates from one level to another level in their religious life, they are given a certain kind of uh, uh, clothing to identify them and so on and so forth. Of course, I've never been in that situation, but I've learned about it when I attend funerals. Because when you get to a funeral, you find that there's a day where the people of God who went to church with this man or woman will say, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. They will say, They'll say, we are hanging the cloak. In other words, they want to display 
They want to display that this woman of God or this man of God had ascended to a certain level in their life, in their spiritual life in accordance with their processes and procedures. And you would find that on the day of the burial, they will then ask a family member ideally a son or a daughter and they will say come forward so that we can give you this cloak so that we can give you so that we can give you your father's cloak and they will say words and they will say they say how we wish you would be like him and follow in his footsteps so that the things he did you may also be able to do now more. the issue I have is that this clock will be given to a drunkard and yet expected to do the will of God. I know that and I'm, I've got nothing against any church but I'm making an illustration that this cloak or this symbolism or this mantle would be given to them even though there is no expectation that is realistic upon them. Are we still together? But there's another mantle which over the weekend men and women of God spoke about. In the Bible we read of a prophet whose name was Elijah and Elijah had a servant whose name was Elisha. Elisha who served Elijah wanted to have a portion of what Elijah had. He wanted to have the power. He wanted to have the anointing of what Elijah had. Elijah knowing that it is not about the cloak. It is not about what I am wearing. But it's about the power. It's about the anointing that rests upon me. Then Elijah says if you see me before I am taken away, you will not only get my mental, the ordinary mental, the ordinary anointing. Elijah says, you will get a double portion of what I have. So that tells me that the mental is spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you go to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1, we don't have to read it, you can note it. It speaks of the birth of a man whose name was John the Baptist. John the Baptist. The Bible says, when it speaks of John the Baptist, he says he will go before the people of God, Israel, the children of God, and he will go before God in the spirit and power of Elijah. 
So what the Bible says, he will convict the children of God of their sin and go before God in the spirit and in the power that was in Elijah because that power which was in Elijah will rest upon him. That's what the Bible says. So when the pastors were speaking of a mental, they are saying, see, the mental of wealth which flows from the head down is going to flow from the head down to everyone who is part of RUCC. Amen. Hallelujah. That was the word of God which was given to us. If you remember Pastor Jay in his closing remarks he says these words which were very clear that when things are restored back to us, when the things that we lost, when the things that were stolen return to us, when all of those things are given back to us, not just one fold, not just seven folds, but a hundred folds, when the lost are found, when the sick are healed, when the blind see, when our lost treasures are restored, when our wealth is restored, when our jobs, because some of us may have lost our jobs in the last couple of months, in the last couple of years, and yet some of us may have lost our businesses, yet some of us may have lost our houses, yet some of us may have lost our cars. When that time comes, when those things which were stolen, when our marriages are restored, when our sons and our daughters come back from drugs and alcohol, what shall we say? And my pastor stood and spoke emphatically because he understood just as I do right now that the Philistines have been busy. They have been busy. They have been stealing. They have been gnawing away. The swarming locusts, the crawling locusts have been eating away the things of God have been eating away children of God when that time comes, when God restores things that we have lost, what shall we say? We shall declare that God did this. It was not our strength. It was not our ability. But God did this. It was his doing. Not our own. We shall exalt his name. We shall lift up his name. We shall declare that only he can. For nothing is impossible with him. It may have seemed lost to us, but in his sight, it was not forgotten. He knew to restore it at the right time. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We shall say, 
It is not by might. It is not by power. It is not because we were good. It is not because we had a big church. It is not because we were special. It is not because we were unique. No! We are all residents in Nelson Mandela Bay. The only thing that sets us apart is that God did it for us. It was not our own doing, but God led it on our behalf. Hallelujah. Now the word that we have read, it says, therefore, do not remember the former things. Forget the former things. Because I as God have come, have come to you, have come to rescue you. Hallelujah. To bring context in the text that we have read, the children of God, Israel, was in captivity by the Babylonians. They were they were bound, given to hard labor. They were oppressed. And yet God still had hope for his children. He still had a plan for his children. For I heard the word of God says, I know the plans I have for you. They are not plans to harm you. They are not plans to kill you. I know that right now, your back is against the wall. Your back is against the cliff. What you see is darkness. What you see is death. But ah, yes, God can still see a future. Someone may have given up on you. But ah, yes, God can see the mantle of wealth. Can see the mantle of salvation. Can see the mantle of factories. In you. In you. Not in some anointed men of God somewhere. But in you. So God sends a prophet Isaiah to go and speak to God's people so that God's people will not lose hope that they do not despair but that they know their God is alive and is busy. He's at work in them, around them, among them. He's at work. The Bible says when we are weak it is there that he is strong. Hallelujah. So that when you feel weak, when you feel you cannot do it anymore, when you feel that you don't have the strength, you don't draw on your own strength. You say, Lord, you said in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 30, you give strength to the weak. Even young men will run and grow weary, but those whose hope is in the Lord will not weary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a God that we serve. He comes to these Israelites and gives them this word and says, Forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do not remember the things that have happened. Yes, you've been hurt. Yes, things didn't go well. But it's time now to forget. A new season has come. A new season has come. Because when God comes, a new season comes. A new thing comes. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. When he comes, 
comes something new happens the Bible says as surely as the sun arises the Lord will appear for as long as the sun arises the Lord will come to your rescue hallelujah so now because God understood that the mind is a powerful thing. If you don't deal with the mind, you will struggle to move forward with what God is saying to you. We will preach until we are blue because your mind is hung up on things past. God then says, forget the former things. Remember not your pain. Remember not your hurt, your despair. But remember that I have come to rescue you. Because in the word, in the word, the word carries three things. When you read the word, you've got to realize and you must be able to pick up these three things when you pick up the Bible to open it. These three things are very critical. The first one that you find in the word of God is God's promises. Can we all say promises? Shall we say promises? God's promises. The second thing that you will find in the word of God, God's principles. God's principles. The third thing that you will find in his word is God's prophecies. God's prophecies. What do we mean by this? When we talk about the promises of our God, we talk about God's commitment to his people. Amen? That is why if you are not God's child and yet you read the Bible out of leisure, the Bible will not make sense to you. It will not add up. Have you ever come across a scripture and you think, this does not add up? This does not make sense because you do not understand that what God is saying is his promise to you. That's how much is committed to you. The Bible is filled with God's commitment. God says this is how much I'm giving to you. How did we, re how did we know how much God gave to us? We went to John chapter 3 and we read what God says about how much he loves us and we found that God did not just send anyone but he sent himself in the person of Jesus Christ. But how did we know that God sent himself when he sent Jesus Christ? We read the book of John chapter 1 where God then says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was it became he walked among us that is the word 
When we read verse 14, we find that Christ is the one who walked among us to become God in the flesh. Christ Jesus is fully God and fully man. That's how much he's committed to you. Young person, that's how much God is committed to you. He sent his one and only son so that instead of you dying, so that he may die in your place, so that you don't have to go through all the head. The Bible says he became poor so that we may be rich. He, he became poor. What does that mean? He left his throne which embodied everything. If the God we serve is the God who created everything, the Bible says he owns a cattle in a thousand hills. Silver and gold is his. That God came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's how much he's committed to you. That's his promise to you. God, when we read his word, we find his principles. We find his principles. We find his standards. We find his operating procedure. This is how God works. This is what God does. When God does this, we can expect him to do this when we read his word, we find consistency in the way that God does things. His principles remain the same day in and day out. That's his principles. The third and last one is prophecy. When God gives us his words. He gives us a clear and distinct revelation of what will happen in future to give us hope, something that we can look forward to, something we know will happen for sure because he's a God who is not a man that he will lie, no son, a man, son of man to change his mind. He is that God who is committed to us so when he speaks to us a word that is prophetic just as he did over the power weekend conference God is saying that word it may seem distant to you but that is my promise to you child of God that is my commitment to you child of God that is how I do things when I work in you, child of God, when we read the word, we find that God promises us, God shows us his principles, and God gives us the future. Oh, hallelujah. So because God understood the power of the mind, he sends Elijah to speak to his people who were in despair 
were giving up. They had lost so much. They had been hurt. Some of them had been killed because of where they were. God knew that they need to do away with the current mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says before new wine is poured in, you've got to get rid of the old wineskins. You've got to get rid of the old. Purge yourself of whatever happened in the past because something new is about to happen now. In the book of Romans, chapter 12, the Bible says, renew your mind. Says your mind must be transformed by renewal. But why must we do that? Why must we renew our minds? This is what the word says. So that we can be able to test, to test and approve the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Most people, the reason why they are not able to allow God to manifest his power through his word is because they are not able to test and approve the perfect will of God. Are we still together, Manuel? That is why they will go and listen to some men out there. And hear about a certain prophet. Take this, take that. Get this money, get that money. This is what happens when you don't have the spirit of discernment to know the perfect will of God. You will accept anything. You will accept whatever is given to you. But when you are aligned with the spirit of God, you are able to dissect that this is God speaking. This is God prophesying. This is his word. Whatever has been spoken, it is in the word. If it's not in the word, then you know it's not of God. That's why I know that the word which was shared over the power we can confess is the good and perfect will of God for this church. For this church. But the problem is. Some people. Are stuck up. They are still hung up. On what happened before. On what happened yesterday. The cell leader didn't do this for me. The church didn't do that for me. They didn't go there. They didn't come here. So I cannot hear anything. But you still come to church. Why do you come to church? If you have put a blockage between you and what God is saying. Why must you come to church and sulk sitting on the pews when God is speaking? Hallelujah. And as I'm saying that exactly, can we not box God? Can we not put God in a, in a shell and and, and, and put him in a small box as if he's a man. Some of us 
fail to hear what God is saying. They cannot get into what God is doing. They cannot live into the promise of God, into the prophecy of God, because they are still hung up. They, they, they are expecting the keyboard to play first. They are waiting for the keyboard to play. So they are in the spirit. They need the worship team. To worship a certain song. So that they can be able to stand. And also worship. Pastor Jay. On the pulpit. Before I can hear the word. If it's not Pastor Jay speaking. Then my ears are closed. But you know something. When the word of God. Is read. There is power. That must come out of it. When it is declared. There is anointing. That must come out of it. It doesn't matter who is reading it. It doesn't matter where it's read. When the word of God is read, power must come out of it. Must come out of it. It has to come out of it. Who is this God who is only limited to, to, to us Jumping up and down and, and perhaps shouting out loud so that you can you can now be on fire. But can I say this? I want to believe when God created everything, He sat on His throne. He was not doing gimmicks. He was not jumping up and down. But He declared the word. And He said, Let there be light. He didn't shout. We don't hear that He shouted. But we hear that He said, Let there be light. The Bible says, And there was light. See, when we read the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 the Bible says the word of God is alive and active it is sharper than any double-edged sword it is able to pierce through bone and marrow when you read the word of God when the it comes out with power hallelujah it comes out with power. It comes out with power. So God spoke emphatically on what the church ought to do. On what the church is supposed to do. Because the church, when you the word of God comes, when the church of Jesus Christ receives the word, we marry the word. We marry the word. There's the word that was spoken over the weekend. Marry that word. Take that word as your own word. Not just for the church, but let it be yours so that your testimony will prove that God lives, that his word is true. You won't get a testimony by living on second 
second guest testimony or second hand testimony just because someone else is testifying you also want to testify when we testify we will say I proved God at his word I trusted him for what he said I married that word he healed me he healed my family he healed my child I was out of a job but because the Lord spoke a word and said the mantle of treasures is in this house I married that word my job is back my marriage is back because of the word hey can I say this when we testify we are not going to say it's because of there are many people who come and can I please correct this never say that you are, you, are, you are healed because of a church. This is a building. It is God who heals. It is God who heals. It is God who heals. If you are going to testify, come with the testimony of God's power, God's presence in your life. It is good that after you came to the church, your life changed. You did not get changed by the building. The building changes no one. The name of the church changes no one. But Jesus Christ who is in the church changes everything. That is why when he sends out a word, we've got to take him at his word. We've got to take him at his word and testify of his works. Testify of these works. I am, I, this is a teaching. I know you that you are going to go somewhere on social media and put this. Upasa Majibi said, let us not say this about, hey, I am saying it. When you come to testify, come and testify about the power of Christ, the power of God. Leave the church. Be thankful to God he brought you into the church. But it is the power that is in him that has saved you. That's a teaching. It's not part of my notes, but that's a teaching. Because there are more people now that the word has been declared. More people will come and testify. When you come to testify, may this be your testimony. I am closing. The word says, I am making a way for you in the wilderness. A way for you in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. How does that happen? How is that possible? How do you find a way in the wilderness? I have seen the Kalahari Desert. I don't know about you. I've only seen it on TV. If you've been to Namibia, you may have seen the Kalahari Desert. Did you ever see a path in the desert? Have you ever seen streams of water in the the desert. But God being 
being God, God, being God, is able to make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. But nothing is impossible with him. It may be impossible with man, but not with God. For nothing is impossible with God. Why, Pastor Tando, are you saying this? Because a word was declared, a mantle of factories has endowed the church. You are looking at yourself and you are saying, how am I going to get this factory? You need not worry. Trust God. God, if that is my portion, that is what I shall receive. If that is your will, your good and perfect will for me, God, I'm looking forward to my factory. A word was declared that schools, that businesses, if you believe that you are called for business, you've got to take God at his word and say, Lord, you promised me. Lord, you committed yourself to me to give me my business. And now, Lord, make a way. Make a way. You said in your way, can I not perceive it? Lord, make me to see it. Lord, make me to perceive it. Because you said it. Here's what the word says in the book of Revelation. Chapter 3, verse 8. He says, I have placed before you an open door. I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. But no one can shut. And I'm not saying my own things. And is doing his poop up I'm not saying things I dream of. No, no, no. I call. And because I'm full. It is the word of God. The Bible says I God have opened a door for you. A door that no man can shut. Why, God? Would you open this door? Here's what the word says. Because you you, Lord, the Bible says, because you, this is God speaking, because you have kept my word. You've kept my word. What does it mean to keep the Lord's word? We have had faith in it. We have stood by it. We have remained in it. Unshaken. Immovable. Abiding in faith. We have stood still. When our ground was shaken, we stood still. Why did we stand still? Because I heard the Bible saying in the book of Ephesians, when you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Where are we standing firm? We are standing firm on his word. We are standing firm on his word. Not in fairy tales. Not in stories. But we are standing firm. On his word, the Lord says, because you have kept my word and have not denied my name, what does it mean? 
that we have not denied his name. It means when God broke through for us, when things began to work our way, we did not say it was because of my ability. We did not say it was because of my skill. We said because God did it. Now we have escaped. Now the Bible says you did not deny my name. Instead you proclaimed my name. We said it was not by might. It was not by power. But it was by the spirit of the living God. It was not my ability. It was because of him. That is the word of God church. Can you rise up and stand? As we pray. Oh, bless your name, King Jesus. We have not denied his name. And we have kept his word. We have kept his word. We have kept his word. The Lord is looking for people. After this power weekend conference, the Lord is looking for people who will not deny his name and whose faith will be in his word, who will stand by his word, who will release the, the word of God over their own lives so that God in his great power can manifest himself. We're going to pray. And this is a prayer of thanksgiving. It's a prayer of praise. When we say, Lord, thank you for your word that you have proclaimed in this season. It is my word. It is not for anyone else, but it is mine. We will declare that we are marrying this word. It is our word. We are moving forward with this word. What has been declared, we are going forward when we see mountains before us, we will stand on the word. When things begin to shake, when the center cannot hold, we will say, Lord, you spoke a word. We are standing on that word. Can we just join in prayer? Oh, thank you, Father. We honor your name, King Jesus. And we thank you for this, your word. Utembegi lukba ulenze Yenzage somansha Iswilakwe lipeleleyo Do your word, O God Manifest your power Manifest your presence Let us see your goodness Let us see the breakthrough For you are a God of breakthrough For you are a God of manifestation For you are a God of prophecy You are a God of promise You are a God of principles Right now, oh God, we believe that you are at work in us. We believe that you are currently working. You will not work tomorrow, but you have started working now. You've already started. And Father, we give praise to you. We give thanks to you, Lord, for what we are about to see, for what we have started seeing for what you continue to do we know that your work in us is not complete oh god until you return and we thank you father that this moment is yours to receive glory 
that in this season we shall give praise to you alone. Zugi said I am going well. Gom seben zwako and zileyo padwej. Zugi said I am going well for everything that you have done. We give praise and we give honor to you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we give praise and clap our hands to Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 Maybe you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus. We cannot close this meeting without giving you an opportunity to surrender your life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who makes a way where there seems to be no way. He is the only true God who is worthy of worship. Jesus Christ is the only one who gave himself out of love. If that is you and you want to give your life to Jesus, can you come forward quickly? You don't need to raise your hand where you are. You can just walk forward. Can we encourage anyone? Just clap your hands wherever you are. If, if you are here and you are saying I'm giving my love to Jesus, I want to pray with you quickly so that you can give your life to Christ. So that that you too can experience this. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let me release you with a blessing. I pray that the blessing of God, the favor, the Macarius, unmerited favor, would rest upon you. On behalf of Pastor Jane, Pastor Shubi, I pray that the Lord would make whatever you do this week to succeed. To show favor over your life. The Bible says in the book of Psalms. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. And this morning, Father, I pray a shield of protection over this church. Those that are fighting against your people. God, you will fight them in the name of Jesus. Those whose doors are shut before them. Lord, you will open those doors in the name of Jesus. Those who need salvation this week, Father, your redemptive power will rest upon them. I speak grace and blessing over this church on behalf of Pastor Jane, Pastor Shubi, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody in the house say amen. Can we shout amen? Can we shout hallelujah? Come on, can we shout hallelujah? Glory to Jesus. Let's go out into the world and believe God at his word. Bless you, children of God. Amen.